0: Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRad.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany. Today, I have another guest here with me, Simon. Hey, how are you doing? Hey,
1: Joe, nice to meet you. Great uh, to have me in here. I'm uh, quite excited. And uh, yeah, let's kick it off.
0: Yeah, totally my pleasure. We may add that you are a co-founder of the um, of the company End Charge, which actually is written with an ampersand. So the, 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 the end sign that you usually see in financial services companies, End Charge. Um, We also may add that this interview is within our series with Invest in Hessen. So our enabler is Invest in Hessen, um, backed by Hessen Trade and Invest. Thank you very much for the support. We are talking. We'll later get to this because you just recently been in the news for raising a seed financing round. We already discussed this. It's something like an extended seed round or a seed plus, but nonetheless, Let's talk a little bit about you here. Um, I have been looking at your LinkedIn profile. And as always, everybody who would like to reach out. Go down here in the show notes. There is a link either to our blog post or directly to your LinkedIn profile. Main reason behind this is for all the audio podcasts and the video podcasts. There is a limit on the number of characters we could put there. So we put everything in a blog post. You have been working with a lot of interesting companies, including but not limited to BMW, Porsche Consulting, and you've been within Porsche coordinator for e services for one of their SUVs. So tell us a little bit what awesome stuff you've been doing there.
1: Quite frank, it's e mobility. <laughs> No no, of course, one word okay, next question <laughs> <laughs> just e-mobility. no, no of course i i I'd, uh, I'd like to elaborate on that, of course, so uh, yeah, quite interesting because um i'm i'm starting this e-mobility thingy uh, ten years ago, so i'm i'm let me say uh, if, if you if you say it a little bit uh, in in that way i I could be kind of a dinosaur or kind of pioneer of that game. And uh, I come to e-mobility accidentally, to be completely honest, after I finished my studies. Uh, there was a, a nice chance with a BMW, yeah, you could work with kind of wall boxes, private charging. I was like, okay, what is private charging? Never heard about that. Um, I'm, yeah, Let me say I, I studied business administration, so I wasn't really in touch with charging and all the technical things. But it was the right decision uh, 10 years ago really to go into that, that uh, direction um, and I was three years part of this BMW i project. Um, former names was, or were basically a project i, and they were pretty much focusing on this e-mobility topic. And, and they really thought it, let me say, on a green field. And they offered the car, and they offered a couple of other services that charging and e-mobility is going to be hassle-free and seamless for the EV drivers. And one part is home charging, offering a wall box, And that was my job as a product manager, to... Kind of define the requirements and be kind of let me say the representative into the markets. So I was part of this of the HQ for for warbox sharing or warbox wall basically wallboxes. And after that, um, after three years, I was I I, I was let me say um, looking for another thrill in life, and therefore consultancy was uh, the right answer, and I moved to the Porsche consultancy. And interestingly, I was assigned to a project within the Porsche headquarters in Stuttgart and the task was to find the business model out of charging and that was really the way into the headquarters basically where I afterwards end up um and and there I met my current co-founders basically Eugen Matthias within this project and as a consultant we were pretty much into deep into charging what what is charging about Um, and we kind of defined a business model for for Porsche and then i got the chance to jump directly into Porsche the headquarter and work on this project which i designed kind of uh, on powerpoint slides being a consultant and then i got the chance with uh, with my co-founders Eugen Matthias to bring this into reality so we built kind of the first digital charging service within the the Porsche ecosystem for Porsche and for the Porsche Taycan uh, the first uh, battery electric vehicle from Porsche and during that time, we gained a lot of experiences. What, yeah, what does it mean to charge a car, and what does it mean to go from ICE, so um, combustion engine cars, to electric cars, um, on both sides. So, so what does it mean for the players of, so the the partners, the B2B partners of the value chain? Um, so they deal with kilowatt hours. It's hard to make margin out of it. It's it's just it's a kind of race to the bottom, it's just kilowatt hours. It's nothing like super plus or super plus plus, you know what I mean, it's just like kilowatt hours. And on the other hand side, we learned that charging from a user's perspective is kind of quite expensive because you have a complex ecosystem and margins add up. Um, Charging is based on kind of insufficient data quality. Um, To sum it up, charging is kind of a challenge for B2B and for B2C. Um, And that was kind of our chance to maybe there's room for a nice, smart tech startup that could bring benefits to the B2B partners and bring nice values to the B2C, so to EV drivers. That was, let me say, the initial spark 2018, so around about three years ago.
0: There was already a lot of information, but let us first put this a little bit into perspective. Mm -hmm. BMW i-models are the all-electric models Mm -hmm. of BMW, so you've been working there. Mm -hmm. And the charging, meaning you basically, if you have a hybrid or an all-electric car, you can charge it at home and you just plug it up. Mm -hmm. In Germany, that could mean you either have the normal voltage of, I think, 240 volts right now. Mm -hmm. Or you can have a, a little bit bigger outlet that allows you to charge faster. Um, one of my family members uh, once calculated he has an all-electric car. And if he doesn't charge at work, um, it takes something like 36 hours uh, for, for the 240 <laughs> yeah. volts to completely charge his car. Yeah. So um, that, that that's basically the problem the the problem area we are talking about, plus there is right now not really a standardization in terms of charging. So that means you cannot go to any charging station like a gasoline and can just plug it in. Basically, you always have to have the app. They have different prices, yada, yada, yada. So there's always a problem like it used to be in the early times of the combustion engine car, I would assume. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so to- totally agree. Basically, of of course, things um, got better in the last ten years. Totally, totally. I think this is this this we need to somehow emphasize. Things got better, of course. But um, if it comes to home charging, there are kind of possibilities and uh, solutions if you if you go for a wall box. So then you can charge up to 11 or 22 kW kilowatt. Um, so this means that you can of course um, decrease the charging time for normal um, baths up to let me say six to eight hours or even less rides, let me say three to six hours. So during the night charge, that's quite comfortable. So if you have a, a charge at home possibility, you are the lucky guy. <laughs> and I think we come to the point later because I don't have a Frankfurt and this would be somehow where I'd like to raise the hand, but this is something I think we we'll take a later on. And on the other hand side, you're totally right. Um, because I think maybe a, a couple of steps back, charging is a little bit like um, the early beginnings of telecommunication and roaming is, is kind of the idea. Um, like if 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 you go and cross borders with your battery electric vehicles, it could get challenging because you struggle with which app and card, because it's not possible normally to just uh, uh, throw in your your coins, yeah, like like for gas uh, for for gasoline, but it's getting better and there are of course apps, pan-European apps, but it's still something that is not let me say, then it's it's based on a couple of backends, and backends to backends, so it's it's challenging for the, for the EV driver, but he or she, they, they don't need to know the struggles behind all the backheads. So just want to, they go, they come from, from a combustion engine to better electric cars, and they would like to have the same experience. They would like to go seamless from A to B. Right. But, uh, the, the, the ecosystem is, is how it is. And it seems that it, it's getting more complex in the future. Um, and so we really need to solve a couple of issues. And one issue is the price point and the other, a big issue is really data quality. And that's our our really core. I'm focusing on data quality, focusing on the price point by kind of rewards programs to to put in an option. But I think we come to the point in this discussion.
0: We, we will come to the point because right now we are at the point of the interview where uh, you co-founded and charge in January, 2020, you got officially um, registered in the handelsregister, register. Um, And uh, why then? We already uh, more or less cleared the question: How you meet your co-founders, and um, basically, uh, there was, uh, I assume, a pretty unfortunate time for founding a company because in February uh, Germany got hit by the coronavirus. Tell us a little bit about the founding story.
1: <sighs> yeah, the coronavirus. Ah, uh, it's it's been two years, right? So it's it's it's, it's been a while. Yeah, so of course you you never know what happens in the world, and uh, I can remember in January 2020 I was visiting the uh, hinterland of things, the tech festival in Bielefeld, where I used to uh, used to used to do my apprenticeship a couple of years ago, um, and and we were just talking. Okay, there's something going on in China, and yeah, but it's it's something basically maybe in China that it's it's it's. A, Yeah, let's see. And then I think a couple of weeks later, uh, we had this this first, of course, incident here, the discussion about lockdowns. And yeah, um, to be completely honest, I think we were quite lucky because we are basically a tech company. And the first use case we started with was at that time being a rewards program, a sustainable rewards or loyalty program. And we had kind of basically 100 percent e-commerce on board so that was the value chain that is still part of our value chain and the dna and so we saw that after closing down the the bricks and mortar stores of course that uh, we had a steady steady revenue and even increasing revenue in in e-commerce so i think that that was the lucky punch um but i think i can i can share in here transparently of course we were discussing at that time and prior to that time, and that's what was, again, part of the founding story that charging is like more than refueling. Right. And if you charge your car, you have time yeah, so you can do something. And why not connecting like um, bricks and mortar places with the charging stations? So this is, again, another thing that is quite interesting. And luckily, we haven't focused that hard prior to the pandemic on that. So this would, would have been quite a challenging time. So luckily we, we gone through it quite, quite well, um, to be completely honest, we, we could rely on the, on the, on the e-commerce part. And, and so therefore it was okay. Of course, it's strange, working from home, um, by starting a new company, you you like to of course spend time with the teammates and thinking about new things, experiments, but, uh, I think we, 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 had the, 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 freedom to get used to it, um, working from home. We just need our laptops. I think therefore it was good to just f- found something that is based on code lines. <laughs> so nothing really uh, in, in 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 bricks and mortar, right? So therefore it was it was okay. Yeah. It's it was okay. Yeah.
0: Um now we get a little bit to in what End charge is, mm-hmm. and my understanding is you guys are an online shopping app that rewards users with energy for driving. I've heard another interview where you claimed uh, 95% coverage of German online stores. Mm-hmm. And um my question is you first of course can you explain a little bit more extensive what you guys are actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, did you improve the coverage of the online stores in the meantime? And my understanding is you guys work, for example, with Liverando, Liber- Talando, and Delivery Hero. Mm-hmm. Are there other recognizable names? Sorry, lo- lots of questions. First, tell us what you guys are actually doing. Yes, yeah, actually, and that's and that's uh, that's a nice question. I love it because
1: it's really it's really the, the 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 startup journey. You have a first idea, and then of course you you have it live. You get your first user. Uh, feedback, you see where the, the turnover is about. And I think quite important for a startup is, is two things. First of all, you need to solve real pain points. And this means really, real pain points. Uh, and the second thing is out of that, define a product or service that could be scaled. And and best way could be scaled zero wide or, or globally. So I think we come to the point. And the first pain point we were about to solve is this high charging price. So kind of find a way to decrease the cost for charging and and to put it more easily, the total cost of ownership. So the normal consumer can basically compare. This is my bill for um, having a combustion engine car. And this is my bill for having a an bath. And the bath bill should be should be lower than for the ICE car. I think then we have a then all of the players in the ecosystem made a good job. But this is still not the case, right? It's, especially if it comes to public charging, charging is quite expensive. Just to give an example, you can end up by one euro per kilowatt hour. And the average consumption is 20 kilowatt hours, so it's 20 euro per 100 could be, of course, there is it's not hard, black and white, but charging is challenging. So the first idea was, okay, kind of bonus program and all of us knows payback. It's and and for us, it was quite nice because it's not rocket science and easy to understand. So we would not start with a fancy platform that nobody understands. And a reward program, nobody, everybody knows, right? So you, every bakery has a a printed card, a stamp card, where you can collect your stamps and points. And Payback has, I think, a couple of 10 million users here in Germany. So we thought, okay, let's be the sustainable Payback, or might some more, basically. Um, and the idea was we are connected to a couple of online shops in Germany. We have got this more than 90 or 95 percent, like IKEA is on board booking, so we have all the relevant players. Otto is something that works very nicely. Um, And with every purchase, our users can collect bonus points. We name them Kilometer. And those can be redeemed for free public charging. That's the first proposition we have on the platform. And uh, regarding the question, could we increase the number? Um, I think it's kind of steady because now we are in the process where we really like to kind of define and select which partner fits to our vision being a sustainable company. That's quite important for us and it's always a challenge there. So this is something where we're currently focusing on where to get those sustainable online shops. How could we extend the service to brick and mortar to maybe smaller companies to support those? And that's the, the, the very first pillar. And then what we are actually doing is exactly um, now I would answering. We are the only European platform that combines smart user engagement with value-added services. What does that mean? So we have this reward mechanism where we can reward behavior. One behavior is shopping, but another behavior could be providing data. And that's, let me say, the clue. And I would compare ourselves with Foursquare. Foursquare currently provides basically data points to Airbnb, to TripAdvisor. So it's not Google, basically. It's Foursquare. Uh, Nobody, I think, knows Foursquare, really. And they have a B2C app where they ask for data and they gamified. You can increase in your levels, you can collect batches, points, and we do kind of the same for EV charging. So our users, they take pictures of charging stations. They rate charging stations, they um, provide attributes. Is it safe? What about illumination? What about, is it possible to charge there for disabled people? So we are becoming the platform with the most accurate data and we gamify the collection of the data with the EV drivers by rewarding their activities, and there we're mixing those two worlds of rewarding and data. Um, and you can say user engagement on a higher level and value-added service because we can sell, resell those data to all those players in the ecosystem, and they can enrich their services and apps.
0: Um, you get vouchers for electric charging um, for your vehicle. Uh, what if you don't own a vehicle or an old combustion engine? So uh, if if you if are part of our platform and you own a combustion engine, you, you you say or
1: it could be it uh, could be the case. I'm not quite, I, I think most of our the majority of the users they are they already have an EV or they go for right they ordered and maybe they're still in in, in combustion engine old worlds. Let me say it that way. And they already start collecting. That's quite interesting to see. though. So maybe they ordered and it takes a couple of months until the car is getting delivered and they're already starting yeah, to collect kilometers. And it's cool. I'm getting familiar with it. I think we don't have the typical um, combustion engine uh, users on the platform, to be completely honest. So I think for those guys, we don't have a strong proposition. Um, Maybe some are interested in maybe gamify with us a little bit. But our focus would be really the EV drivers out there and currently focusing on Europe, the EV drivers in
0: Europe. My understanding is uh, you could also redeem the points, for example, for a ride with an e-scooter, right?
1: Yes. Um, and this is something that we tried a lot in the last year. So this is this is part of our DNA. And I think you, Joe, and, and the audience uh, know definitely like Eric Ries, Lean Startup. So it's all about really small hypothesis, testing, experiments. And we were experimenting a bit with micromobility, scooter, ride hailing ride sharing and such maybe it could be nice that users can redeem points for for those micro mobility use cases as well this is something we kicked off last year I think in June July Um, and we see that it could be a nice addition to the use case but the main use case is really points for free charging but of course there are some users that's quite interesting we have those power users they collect thousands of points and they won't have the chance I think in their Live to redeem those points, yeah, for charging. Yeah, it's it's quite. We have those. We have those really, and I like those. We have a power user. I think three weeks ago he just wrote us and said, okay, I think he directed right to Eugen, the the uh, the our, our co-founder, my co-founder. Like, okay, Eugen, I just charged on my e-bike. I'm ready to go and review eighty stations for you today. And he he gets those bonus points for the reviews and the, but but this is something and especially that's a system we rely on those power users of course in the markets they are quite loyal with you they have a high retention they high engagement um, and they collect points for charging but of course there could be some cases where they say okay maybe I take a scooter or take an Uber Green or such yeah
0: power users but who are actually your clients what is your business model how are you gonna Make money because my understanding is you work with retail clients, like in the shopping, in the charging. Uh, but you also work with corporate customers, um, as you said. Currently shifting to foursquare for e car drivers, maybe also e bike drivers. Is is that the direction you guys are going right now?
1: That's that's the direction. So it's really I think e bikes could be maybe a side use case. The so really, the let me say the the clear growth path. For us is being that that four square with a strong B2C this this community the strong user engagement and offering those value-added services B2B and the clients um, we can really come from the the two pillars we we have at a charge is online shopping or shopping so these are retail partners like if you said, like like said Otto, booking Zalando so there we earn a small margin every purchase so that's basically Quite clear, and it's for us quite good to somehow predict the um, the growth in the next years. So that's that's a good and strong foundation we have. And then the second thing, and that's to be completely honest, uh, I think that's we we, we are thinking about what could be have an edge, the secret sauce, and of course everybody's talking about data, but it's not that easy to make money out of data. Everybody, yeah, data, of course, but you need to have a proposition uh, out of those data. And our proposition is that we have the most accurate data. And it's quite interesting because there are discussions like, for example, with navigation system provider, they of course route you from A to B, but they need to have, they rely on accurate data and where to get those data. You won't find this database currently in Europe. And we try to become, and this is the Clear Vision, this database that has the most accurate data points. And on the other hand side, um, that's quite funny. We are currently, of course, uh, working together with like charge point operators to basically let them work with our power users and ask for feedback on the charging station. That's quite interesting. So, again, data. It's again a
0: data game. So, ba- basically, the operators of the charge points, your power users help them improve the user experience there. Exactly. That's quite interesting to see. So, if you
1: compare it with a normal gas line use case, you have a cashier there, right? So here she she can check the the station, the gas station several times a day, but you won't have it for charging. That's quite interesting. And so we ask our users to provide exactly those data. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. I think now I un- start to understand what you guys are actually doing and how you guys are going to make money for everybody who who is not familiar with Germany, because seventy five percent of our audience is abroad payback here in Germany is a customer loyalty system. When you go grocery shopping or somewhere, they always ask you for the payback card and then you scan it, you get rewards points, and then you can redeem them. For example, for, um, uh, shopping, uh, for special items, yada, 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 um, vouchers, 20 years shopping voucher for the same store or something like this. Plus, um, I, 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 you believe they're also like a couponing thing? there, like double points, triple points, 20 time points on whatever. Um, so they also make challenges. Y- you guys are also going to make challenges like this? It's a good keyword. So uh, we, we have our own section in our current app. They, they, this is called
1: challenges. And it's quite interesting because a challenge for us is a task for our community. And the task could be, of course, shop at the store, shop at the weekend, shop via Black Week or provide data points or at the charging station provider. So it challenges for us a kind of a kind of a summary and umbrella for activities we assign to the users. Uh, but of course what we do see is that e-commerce runs like crazy. Um, but you always have this thing where we're discussing okay e-commerce, we really need to make sure that it's kind of sustainable. And what we do is that we offset every every transaction from our budget basically uh, we have corporations with one dollar um one dollar glasses where we basically um donate money to like third country uh that they can afford glasses, yeah, that they can afford projects. So this is quite important for us having a, this is this is basically core of our DNA. So it's not just written on our homepage greenwashing. We really mm-hmm. um, basically donate from our revenue, uh, yeah, from our turnover to those to those um yeah. Companies and providers like like Red Cross or World Food Program, basically, and so we do a lot of challenges um, from various basically categories on our platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have been called the mice and more of the new mobility. Would you agree to that statement? Uh, yes.
1: So I think of course uh, it it is still is this one pillar, and now we are shifting towards this data. So I think we could say we are the kind of miles a more payback sustainable payback for for e-mobility plus the four square for for charging I think then we have it so the the best of both worlds basically and we use this reboot mechanism to really get the user engagement so therefore that's the glue or secret sauce maybe it could be well
0: yeah. um, when you've been talking uh, I had to more current events in mind um, that I would like to ask you about. First, you talked about Black Friday. Um, you're mostly present here in Germany. Um, and did you really see any effect on Black Friday? Do the numbers go up like crazy or is it like a little bump in online shopping here?
1: It was like crazy. To completely videos. So it was, yeah, so and, and it's quite interesting to see because we see that the, that, that the users they 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 love to be with us with this, of course with this with this strong sustainable vision we have. Uh, of course, they could go for for payback or others, but they decide, okay, I, I spent my money with Encharge, and and during Black Week, um, we donated a couple of thousand euros to um to companies basically, so we put away from our turnover something. Um, And this is quite clear. So we we have it quite clear on the homepage and in in the newsletter where we promote the shops. And for the next year, apart from Black Week, we are thinking about Green Week. So really focusing on the sustainable shops. And it's not that easy to find such. So I think we we have more than Payback, when I can compare it in here, more sustainable online shops than Payback has. Um, And it's quite hard to find those, of course, sustainable e-commerce, like Avocado Store, where you can really get... Um, your clothes, sustainable clothes or other things. Um, and so the ne- next logical step would be focusing more on those bricks and mortar stores. Smaller stores could be chains, um, pushing, let me say, the local local stores and local partnerships.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the second m- m- very recent question is, uh, Ola, we're recording this on December 8th. 2021, and Olaf Scholz was sworn in uh, his new position Chancellor of the Federal Republic of Germany today. What would you expect from his chancellorship? Do um, you think uh, Green Mobility will get another boost? It, it has to. I think we have this, I don't want to be too dramatic, but
1: it's, it's this last Less chance somehow. You can be traumatic. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and I think it's it's getting dark in here. I think I just need to turn my light on, but I do it after after answering. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's times. No, it's it's uh, it. I was quite somehow um, under fire during this uh, election. So it was really like, okay, whom to elect? What are in the programs? what can we do, what should we do? And I think we see here in Frankfurt we have the Vols party elected. I think that's quite interesting to see. And um, I think it's clear we need to achieve this 1.5 deg- degree goal, definitely. We need to shift the, uh, the industry, that's quite sure. And I think what we currently can see is that there will be a kind of boost. And we see that Germany is currently, it's not the front runner yet if it comes to e-mobility, but we are kind of overtaking other, other, other states. That's quite impressive, uh, impressive to see. We have grants for new cars. We have grants for the private wall box. 900 euro uh, you, can, you can get for the private wallbox. Uh, then um, taxation exemption, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And those things will be, um, will be extended soon. And then there are big programs national programs to increase the infrastructure the, the charging infrastructure basically so this is something of course for for my small cosmos charging e-mobility i definitely see that there will be that there will be a push from the government and then of course if it comes to digitalization we have to of course improve there as well and then many many i think we can extend this to to other uh, to other sectors as well um, but i think this this green um as foundation this is we, we we don't need to discuss but i think this is so quite clear uh that we need to really do something and and have this this strong shifts uh in germany but of course um kind of in europe as well and i hope that we could be kind of let me say being in the front runner position pushing other other nations and of of course we have this global situation as well so it's I think it's gonna be a very big task for the new government for for the next four years a lot of things to do um but I think we have a nice chance and the pandemic was a kind of um yeah it 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 made transparent yeah so where we where tasks lying, and so I think there's a good chance really to now make the step forward and um yeah and 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 set the stage for the next decades yeah and for the next generations to come yeah
0: um Lots of tasks ahead for you. How are you funding those tasks? You're right now in our interview because we found, um, a beginning of November, uh, a news piece that you raised. A seed round for an undisclosed amount. I've been trying to poke <laughs> you a little bit before the interview, but you didn't tell me how much. So we say undisclosed amount, but seven digits. Um, you so uh, you currently are funded by I assume first a little bit bootstrapping, then VC funding, seed round. Uh, you currently look for other investors. Uh, so currently, we we are. Funded so far. So the
1: first funding we got was was basically from from Porsche, the seed, uh, the initial seed, and then we now extended uh, with um, with Helen Ventures from Finland. So it's quite nice to have them uh, on board, uh, reflecting the Nordics. So so they are quite, um, let me say they are quite far ahead with digitalization, immobility. So they they have some nice insights we can really make use of. Um, very beneficial. And so we just closed this uh, seed plus that. Enables us and gives us really the chance to to, to to make it happen Yeah, to really go and move forward on the scale path we defined and we really worked on quite hard in the last month. And this is this this data thing, right? So this is really becoming this four square and make use of rewards. So that's the task we assigned. Uh, we just had a board meeting a couple of weeks ago where we just shared this um, this vision, um our, our tasks, or our OKRs, yeah, the objectives and key results. And this is where we really want to focus in the next, I would say, days and months. So in startup, it's a little bit short term. So we're currently working on that. And of course, um, yeah, I think there will be a golden future for the for the whole e-mobility market globally. So um, yeah, and then we need to see. But currently, we're not searching for other. So by now, uh, investments. But I think um, I learned it, 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 it can get fast or can get quite fast uh, that, uh, we are to be completely, honest, you know, they are asking us, they are, let me say, um, requests from other VCs. I think that's, that's then for sure. And of course we are keep discussing and, and, and I think someone may be pre, pre, pre selecting in our minds, what what could be interesting for the next round. But I think, first of all, we need to scale quite hard
0: <laughs> and we will. Bottom line for the VCs, if <laughs> yeah, you want to get yeah. into series A, reach out now, yeah. <laughs> um, Talking a little bit more about um, your partners, um, I've found, for example, that you are a partner with DB Bike, meaning the, the bicycle rental service of German uh, train operator Deutsche Bahn, uh, Uber Green and many more. What type of partners you're currently looking for, like brick and mortar retailers, other e-commerce shops like uh, e-scooter providers? What are you looking for?
1: Yeah, so um, mainly, mainly two, two sides. Uh, so we are always happy to find new shopping partners, so new new sources for bonus points for our users. And this could be e-commerce in brackets. Some of sustainable would be nice. This could be brick and mortar. We have some good discussions there as well. And then um, it's always about, let me say, burning the kilometers. So where to burn those kilometers. And that's mainly those. Um, there are... There are two specific words in this ecosystem. One is CPO, Charge Point Operator. That's basically that's the gas station provider, to to put it pretty simple, like the Aral of of charging, and of course Aral they currently transforming to immobility as well. So those partners on a on a Europe scale, on European scale, like EMBW is a very big one. We just um, closed a corporation in Germany, Mainova here in Frankfurt. Those partners who are really uh, providing access to charging stations. That's the main target. So one side e-commerce or commerce for earning and the other side is really for burning um, those kilometers and collecting those data.
0: Again, we may add for our audience outside of Germany, Aral is one of the big change uh, for gasoline stations here in Germany. Um, Talking about here in Germany, in which countries are you currently available? Yes. So
1: currently we have six European markets. It's the Dach region. So Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and we have Belgium, Netherlands, and (laughs) Liechtenstein. Yeah, Liechtenstein. Not yet. It's the same with Benelux, Belgium, Netherlands. Luxembourg will follow soon, I would say. Um, And UK, we just launched. And for us, it's currently we are in the somehow in the go-to strategy for the next markets. And there's uh, there's lots of going on in the market. So for sure, we will launch our app. And I think this could be a small teaser or spoiler. We are currently working and rebuilding our app. So there will be a new end uh, charge B uh, 2 B2C app by quarter two next year. And with that app, we will launch this app to to a broader market uh, set. So all the Nordics, of course, for sure, like Italy, France, uh, Spain, those markets will be addressed by by next year.
0: Mm hmm. Um- you are currently headquartered in frankfurt that's why we're talking uh sponsored by invest in hessen what do you like and dislike about frankfurt as an entrepreneur and what would be your wishes for politics yes yeah frankfurt is, is quite nice and maybe i'm just turning my
1: light on so just a second because i'm i'm seeing that it's getting darker and darker no it should be maybe a little bit better hopefully for the for the video record um so yeah, Frankfurt is quite nice. So I used to live in Stuttgart and Munich a couple of years. And um, basically Frankfurt is, of course, if it comes to fintech, it's, it's I think, the place to be. And uh, for us, it was a, a quite good decision to be here because uh, we don't have these hard competitions for um, for the good brains as, as we would have in Berlin, for example. And if you have developers, they, I don't know, I think, wouldn't stay for more than six months or 12 months with their company. So in here, it's quite more, it's not that hectic and it's not that hectic style of place. This is what I like in Frankfurt. First point and the second point now for me, um, as I'm mainly, as I'm, I'm a salesman basically, so I'm, I used to travel a lot and I will be traveling more and it's quite nice. I'm living in Bockenheim, and it's just 10 minutes to the central station and I'm just taking ICE. It's It's quite nice, sustainable transport and it's It's from a, from a a European perspective, you can, you can go to Amsterdam. You can go to Munich or Berlin, Hamburg. It's quite easy from here, from Frankfurt. So it's quite, quite good located. This is what I really like. So what I, the dislike, and there's a big dislike, and this is somehow the, the kind of fingerprint, we don't have charging infrastructure in here. So we are kind of the worst cities in whole Germany. It's quite, it's really. Unbelievable! It's quite crazy. Nothing happens, and if I'm searching for a charging station near Bockenheim, um, I think I can just count it on one hand. It's not more than five in a uh, in a circle of I would say 20 kilometers, 15 to 20 kilometers. You won't find charging stations in here, and this is I think something due to complex regulations and such. I really can't find the the reason why because there are lots of um, things going on. Where you see other cities, for example, like Hamburg, they have 1,400. Uh, charging points to compare it with Frankfurt. I think we have 150 charging points. So it's really, it's, it's kind of crazy. And if you, if you would like to go electric in Frankfurt and you can't charge at home, you won't do it because you can't recharge your car, um, as, as easy as it is. So either you can charge at home and I can't because I have this duplex garages. It's quite, quite expensive to, to, to go for Warbox. Um, I can't charge at work. Um, so there's no possibility for me now to recharge a car, and this is something of course um, we need to think about with the um, yeah with the players with the stakeholders need how to fix that I think of course there's some announcement in the press there will be charging stations but I can't see really like um, like where they could build and it, it seems to be delayed by month and month and month and month and if you google it you find a lot of um articles on that even one or two years ago frankfurt is lagging behind frankfurt is lagging behind and it's one or two years ago and i'm questioning myself why isn't why why why, why is there nothing happening now? so yeah i think this would be my dislike um yeah we need to work on it. of course i can i can offer my help and um, but we need to work on that because otherwise we yeah we would get a problem in here achieving this uh, this ratio of electric vehicles in frankfurt yeah.
0: We may add that Bockenheim is one of the boroughs of Frankfurt with a population a little bit above 40,000 people. That said, Simon, it was just a pleasure talking to you. We now recorded more than 41 minutes. Oh, wow. That might be a new record. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It, it, it was an awesome interview. All the best. And uh, let us guys know um when your new app will be available we will um we will uh share it on our social media channels and update this interview here
1: oh just great Joe, it was quite a pleasure quite nice talk with you very fruitful and yeah let's let's stay in touch and uh, let's let's rock
0: immobility thank you have a great day bye bye You sir bye bye Joe that's all folks Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.